Hey folks, quick disclaimer about Greasy Says, my new show about being a game developer for 15 years who's brown. Okay, Greasy Says contains explicit language, adult situations, and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Right, Greasy Says is supposed to be a comedic take on what it's like to be in the gaming industry from my perspective, but I'm not out here trying to make people feel uncomfortable just for the sake of it. So, to sum it up, I have a potty mouth. Don't let your kids listen to this shit. And kings and queens above 18 only. Let's try that. All right. Lay is. Haha, <laughs> let's get this party started. Crazy says. I just gotta check, I ain't even cash it. Got the money clip and I ain't even flash it. Yeah, she give me neck, I ain't even. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, people? Welcome back to Greasy Says. It's my show. I'm a game developer. I'm brown. I'm different from a lot of people in the gaming industry. My voice, important, unique, must be heard by millions across the metaverse. My name is Greasy, AKA MQ. And I'm here to talk about video games. I'm here to talk about the video game industry. I'm here to talk about myself. Like for instance, check this out. I managed to move my uh, coins from KuCoin over to a brand new MetaMask wallet, paid thematic gas fees on the Polygon network, Staked my Blocktopia coins through my MetaMask for yields of 60% APY. Am I cool now? Am I young again? I fucking hope so. No, I don't hope so. I like being old. I like being crusty. I like all the experience. I like the drip that I have right now. I just got a check and I ain't even cash it. Got the money clip and I ain't even flash it in your face. That's how I'm living now. You don't have to be flashy. I don't have to be flashy. I'm just here. I'm just, I'm like a turtle. I'm like a ninja turtle, but like, but more splinter than ninja turtle. I'm chill with it. I'm like a, I'm like a splinter turtle. But yo, let me tell y'all, it's never too late to learn something new. You're never too old to learn something new. What I just told you might have sounded like gibberish to you. And it sure as fuck sounded like gibberish to me. 
uh, like two months ago, three months ago, but I have been investing my brain powers into understanding this new space. And I feel better for it. And that's a great thing. So never stop learning y'all as game developers, never stop learning. Okay. Yeah. You learned how to, how to connect an event in, in blueprints, learn about variables, go fucking fuck with some components. Uh, uh, consider giving new, uh, uh, functionality to what you're creating. You know what I mean? You, you made a cool sound. Go make that sound even cooler. And like, listen to other people's sounds. And learn. And, and grow. Alright, I'm really off topic now. Let's kick the show off. Uh, remember, remember, this is Greasy Says. So, you can always link with me on social media. Via TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook. Under the name Greasy Says. And you can also check out my music if you like this, the track going on right here. That you, that's a vibe right now. Feel that shit? Do you feel that shit? Huh? Hey, do you feel that shit? Do you feel that shit? Huh? Yeah, you could find music that I've done on Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud under the name M C U E. That's M Q. Yo, the great acquisition continues. The great consolidation continues. Now we find out, I find out like right after I recorded the last podcast that Sony scoops up Bungie. They bought Bungie. Bungie, legendary creators of Halo, Destiny. And if you're a real old school Bungie head, Marathon Infinity and um, Myth. Yeah, if you know those games, you know about fucking Bungie, alright? You like an OG Bungie fan. Oh, I got one. What was the other one? There was one way back in the day. It was like Alpha something. It was 2D platformer shooter. It was not good, but it was, at the time, it was incredible to me. Played it on my, on my brother's Macintosh Power PC. What was the name of that shit? Let me look it up. Shit, I forgot about Oni. I remember buying that shit for like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, maybe? That shit was alright. Tried to be a little Matrix, you know what I'm saying? But that's not the one I'm talking about. Oh, Abuse. Abuse. Yo, y'all remember Abuse, the old Bungie game? It was a run and gun. Came out in 96. That shit was flames to me, dog. Yo, props to my brother who actually introduced me to Bungie mad early. Like, he was on that shit. Him, him and his, his buddies at the office he worked at, they used to play marathon after work. Like, you know, 7 o'clock, everybody get beers and play marathon until like midnight. They used to be doing that shit. I used to go over there and get fucking owned. All I used to see was the front of those smiley faces on the rockets all the time. They would just... They would just manhandle me, man. They would take advantage of me. They had no mercy at all. They were fucking assholes. But I learned about Bungie way back then. 
I was a geek for games back then, man. Anything, any game I could touch, I would have touched back then, for real. So I was, I was eager. I was just like, I was real extra about it. Like how much I just wanted to be in games and how much I wanted to play games all day. But like, look at me now. So the shit worked out. But yes, the great acquisition continues. Sony scoops up Bungie. Incredible. For how much? I'm gonna read it right off IGN, okay? Uh, they acquired the Bungie for 3.6 million. Uh, you mean billion, right? Right, but they're saying they're gonna be run as an independent subsidiary of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. I will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to self-publish. That's a crazy option, to self-publish and reach players where they choose to play. I mean, that's cool because I think big publishers in this new great consolidation understand that you don't swoop in after you acquire a giant company like Bungie or, or or established developers who have been doing it for a long time you don't just swoop in and fucking lay down the fucking law and tell everybody what to do because it's not gonna fucking work the real talent at the studio will be like well this is a bag of shit so I'm, I'm out I'm leaving like I think they've learned that in the past when they've acquired other studios and decided to be real hands-on with all their shit. You know what I mean? It fucks up the, 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 the creative juices, the creative energy of the studio that you acquire and you end up fucking up the studio that you require, that you acquired. And now that studio is going to make crappier games because nobody wants to work for a shitty overlord. Nobody wants to work for Sauron when Saruman is so much cooler. You know what I mean? Saruman will let you do some shit. He might be watching you, but he ain't like Sauron trying to control your body and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. 3.6 million. A lot of money passing, y'all. A lot of money passing in this great acquisition. Um, and like, you know, I think it's just a move to make sure they didn't get scooped up by Microsoft because Microsoft is buying it, buying, they're spending money like like the shit out of style like they have too much you know what i mean but it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting uh these two studios are gonna these two publishers sorry are gonna become bigger than ever bigger than they ever been you know you remember last last episode i was like who's gonna buy nintendo and i was like microsoft's gonna buy nintendo all right i have a completely different take this week you know who i think is gonna buy nintendo Disney Disney the company started by a, a, a eccentric anti-semite will eventually buy Nintendo I called it here for, I called it wrong last episode but I called it here right on season 2 episode 2 of Greasy says quote me on that when it happens remember I said it first Disney will buy Nintendo I'm sorry Ethan it's the truth So I have, I have, all right, reach out to me on Greasy Says on whatever social media platform you wish and tell me. Y'all think you should be able to bite dentists, right? Like I should be allowed to bite a dentist and I should be allowed to bite, uh, uh, what do you call them? The people that clean your teeth. 
that not the dentist but like the what the fuck is the name of that thing dental hygienist i think you should be able to bite a dental hygienist why okay a dental hygienist has you in a chair they, they it's, it's like kind of like a medieval torture device you sit down in this chair uh you have to remain calm under this extremely stressful situation you're under lights they got fucking goggles on they got a fucking splinter cell night vision light on their fucking head Nowadays, during COVID, they got the mask over it. So you feel like you're being fucking worked on by Iron Man or some shit in your mouth. Okay, and they're in your mouth, right? They're in there with sharp-ass fucking tools and shit. Now, I mean, you don't know where these tools come from, but they're in there. You don't know what their, their, their fine motor skills are like. So if a dent, you know, dental hygienist, they might slip sometimes. They might nick you. They might, they might stab you. They might be scraping on your teeth a little bit hard. They don't know how it feels. I don't give a fuck who, what dental hygienist you are. You don't know how it feels to have a, a dental hygienist in your fucking mouth. You don't know how it feels. Well, maybe you do, but you don't know how it feels to have you as a dental hygienist in someone else's mouth because you can't work on yourself, right? So, you know what I mean? As a, as a, as a patient, you are under extreme duress. You know what I'm saying? You are under... You, it's almost like you, you might feel very vulnerable. You might feel like you're being attacked. And when you back an animal into a corner, what happens? When you back a coyote into a corner or a dog or a wolf, what happens? You get fucking bit. You get fucking bit. Shit gets real quiet and then you get bit. So I feel that if you as a dental hygienist haven't been, let's say, on top of your game in terms of you know, making sure you don't hurt your patients. If you nick your patient one too many times, we should be allowed to bite you. We should be able to bite you. I'll tell you all a little story. I actually bit a dental hygienist once. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel great about it. Okay, it was back in my college years. And, uh, you know, in college, you don't really take care of yourself. And I decided, all right, I have to go to the fucking dentist. This is ridiculous. It's like, uh, what am I, a fucking caveman? So I, I go to the fucking dentist. One close to my college or whatever. And the dental hygienist there, she was not good at her job. She was shitty at her job. Okay, let's just face facts. She was a bad dental hygienist. She hurt the fuck out of you. She carved me up like a fucking Thanksgiving turkey. You know what I mean? I, my shit was bleeding all over the place. Okay, yeah, maybe I wasn't flossing, right? I'm not a great flosser, I admit it. But you only need to fucking hack me up. You don't need to go with fucking Jason Voorhees on my fucking mouth. Just because I ain't floss, all right? And she was kind of an asshole. She was an asshole. She was giving me little jabs and shit. She was putting shit out there like you don't, you don't floss. You don't, you don't do this. Why are you such a slacker? Blah blah blah. She was talking shit to me while she's standing over me inside of my mouth. So I just bit the, I bit the bitch. I bit her. I bit her. I mean, I didn't do it like on purpose. It wasn't malicious. But she had done something. She did something in my mouth. And my reaction, like a wolf, when you corner me, I'm like a wolf. She had cornered me mentally and physically, psychologically. I felt like I needed to bite some. So it, it wasn't even like I, I meant to bite her. It was like a reflex action. She nicked me. 
and I bit her, man. And she, she, she was like, ow, you bit me. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that happened. Keep fucking around in my mouth. You're going to get bit. So, yo, if you disagree with me, let me know. Greasy says TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I might be wrong, but I'm just saying we should be allowed. We should at least get two or three, just like they could get two or three cuts until you'd be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? We should be able to bite them back. We just need to bite them a little bit. They're going to be more careful moving forward. We're actually helping them out. You feel me? I've been watching the Olympics, the Winter Olympics. I love the Olympics, yo. I said that last, maybe in like last season. Check out one of them episodes. I was talking about how much I love the Olympics, but that was the Summer Olympics. I love the Winter Olympics too. I'm just an Olympic fan. You know what I'm saying? I have been watching, yo, I have been watching curling. Okay, curling is my shit. Mixed team curling. Where it's, where it's a woman and a man versus a woman and a man. Incredible. I get I get amped up. Uh, and I was just thinking in my head. I want to make, like, imagine making a game about curling, right? But you only make it for the Wii. You sell it mad cheap for the Wii. And it, it comes with two rubber bands or two bungee cords, little bungee cords. And you have to tie your Wii controller to any broom you have in the house. Everybody got a broom. Everybody got a mop. Everybody got a Swiffer. They got some shit that could sweep. Boom. You put that on. You picked up a Wii controller on your broom and you watch the screen and you fucking hard, hard, hard like that. Like it's like full motion control uh curling video game patent pending greasy patent pending i called it here first but with a twist with a twist because they got a narrative of course all my shit gotta have a narrative so it's about the 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 you know it's about the relationship between players romance intrigue betrayal i'm saying it could be i could make an incredible curling game if you gave me the money and time i can make a crazy curling game with motion controls and i don't even like motion controls all that much but i'll do it for this because it just makes sense i just gotta figure out how you do the uh the uh the shot like when you slide on your on you know you're doing like a pigeon pose in yoga and you slide forward and you release the stone i don't know how to do that one with motion controls i haven't figured that out yet but uh if you have ideas let me know but yeah the olympic the winter olympics have been incredible uh china put on an incredible technical show i have questions like the entire uh where they did the opening ceremony i believe the entire sheet of ice was actually a screen or the entire floor was a screen and they were doing holograms and shit so they would have an image on the screen that was 2d on the floor but they'd also fire in from the sides projections of whatever so it would appear three-dimensional but only from the front only viewing from the camera's angle because they did a couple shots from the sides and you could see the whole illusion kind of fall apart but for tv it was incredible to to see um and how like i have a question if you're out there and you understand how these things work how the hell did they build the displays for the countries you know what i mean like they're walking down you know as they introduce every country 
there's someone in the front, usually a pretty lady, uh, holding a sign that says the, the country's name. But theirs were like made of light. It was like these crazy sort of string lights and the country's name kept sort of floating in the middle of this frame made of lights. And I was just sitting there like, how the fuck did they build that? Like, okay, it has to be battery powered, right? It has to last a long time because, you know, you might be walking back and forth for wh whoever knows how long. Uh, but like, how did they hide the wires? How did they make it look completely transparent? It just seemed really cool to me. Maybe it's a, a something really, really simple that I don't understand. And like, you can just do that now. Kind of like how you can like squish screens and bend screens now with OLEDs. Maybe the technology is just crazy like that now. Um, but I was just very impressed. I mean, bravo, China. You know what I mean? Yes, all of the American media was like, fuck China. Um, but it was technically an incredible event. So hats off to the team that designed that event because that took a lot of work. Yeah, watching the, watching the Olympics really got me thinking about shows and, and, you know, spectacle and what that means in games. So I'm going to talk about that shit today uh, in the podcast. So let's pick a key and uh, jump in, shall we? I got achievements in my bag. Some of y'all want that trophy, though. I keep it moving like no lag. It's my destiny, like I'm Sony, yo. Got achievements in my bag. In my bag. I keep it moving like no How do you feel about game award shows? Game award shows are hilarious, aren't they? They used to be nerdy, niche affairs with a relatively small viewership. Remember G4ia on G4 TV? Does anyone remember that? Remember when that essentially became a year in review segment on X-Play? I had to look it up. Hosted, of course, by the venerable Adam Sessler. And the oddly big-headed yet weirdly attractive to my 16-year-old self, Morgan Webb? Whew. Dopest hosts ever. That was a Game Awards show back then. That's what it looked like. Two people in a studio talking about the games that they enjoyed most through the year. Then came Spike TV, which is the most, like, Weekend white supremacist finance bro name for a network of all time. It's like ridiculous. And their version of the Game Awards show. It was bigger. It was flashier, more expensive. And now with heavy advertising from, you know, Monster Energy Drink. It felt more exciting. And its size and draw reflected how big games were becoming. The audience was bigger because games was a bigger industry. Thus, corporations were okay throwing more money at an award show for nerds. I ain't messing with no nerd shit. Unless me and my finance bros are gonna see some profit. Yeah, that's just how it goes. What an asshole. I remember setting reminders for these shows so I wouldn't miss it. I remember thinking that Jeff Keighley 
was like a god among men. The hostess with the mostest. I love the way he seemed incorruptible and the way he'd call bullshit on like lying developers and guys who were shilling games that relied only on marketing and hype. And later, you know, he did that big fuck you to Konami for firing Kojima. I mean, okay, so like Jeff Keighley might still be a god among men. But the Spike TV Game Awards eventually split off to become just the Game Awards, which is the spectacle that we all know with varying degrees of love now. The Game Awards have become the Super Bowl of games. Millions of dollars in funding, a giant team of production staff, and advertising up to your neck. The Game Awards isn't really even about which games are the best anymore. Who cares who won best character? It's all about reveals now. The Game Awards have basically become a multi-hour-long commercial, with each dev and publisher shilling their latest like the shit was E3. It's because these marketing teams know they have locked up eyeballs and emotions. So why not drop a few new trailers and announcements along the way? We might as well grab some of that attention, even if we're not winning any awards. I mean, they try to class it up at the Game Awards, dressing up in tuxes like it's the Oscars or whatever. But it's not the Oscars. It's more of a showcase than a true awards show. Makes me wonder if the Game Awards are as fake, like manufactured and predetermined as the Oscars are. I don't see why they wouldn't be. I'm sure Jeff and his friends like money, so. But I wonder if there are any more pure Game Awards ceremonies. Ones that focus on great games instead of just marketing. I suppose the IGDA Awards, the IGDA, are my last bastion of hope, really. A show that recognizes great mechanics, storytelling, innovation, you know without also cramming the new Activision game down your throat. A show that celebrates independent games and independent developers. But how long will that last? Will the GDC committee eventually take that bag of marketing dollars and start filling the IGDAs with ads? Only time will tell. Maybe it's already happening. Nowadays, I don't even watch entire Game Awards shows, to be honest. I just wait for it to be over and watch all the highlights on YouTube. And I'm sure if you're a hardcore game fan, you might be doing the same thing, because it's about the games. But I miss that baby version of myself that used to get so excited for a game awards show, I would sit down and watch the entire thing, commercials and all. But that guy's dead now, and Greasy is all that remains. Reflections. <laughs> uh, back in the day like I've been to a few Game Awards shows at this point uh, IGDA has definitely been my favorite over the years um, but I remember <laughs> uh, I was an asshole when I was younger um, I remember going to a particular Game Awards which the team I was on was actually nominated and won an award uh, and we, we were in the auditorium at the awards show and we kind of all thought that it was just like the the whole show and the whole like community around the show was completely ridiculous and like the people that ran the show were kind of ridiculous so we were just making fun of the award show the entire time and like i remember us winning the award and like 
somebody goes up to receive it and the team and I are just sitting there laughing hysterically while at how ridiculous the whole game show is. Uh, I'm sure we embarrassed ourselves. I'm sure we looked like fucking unprofessional assholes at the time. But it was the funniest thing ever to be at this award show, to win an award and then be laughing hysterically. It's like it's like uh, the guys who made South Park showing up, tripping on acid, you know what I mean, to, to receive their award. It's, game award shows are ridiculous, just like all award shows. They're ridiculous. <laughs> you win. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Who cares? I don't think we'll ever be invited back to those award shows. But it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was worth it because it, it's a good memory. You got to remember to have fun out there uh, while you're making games. Okay, people, I, I know now, especially with all the stuff in the news about how bad video game development culture is, uh, there is a, still a chance out there where you can have fun making games. Okay, it's not all fucking tech bros and sexual harassment cases out there. Okay, it's, there, there is fun to be had. You know, like I was reading uh, an article about an Activision Blizzard employee, this this uh, lady, who who was saying that you know she felt the first day that she worked there at 21, they had a bunch of shots like fireball whiskey shots lined up for her because it was her 21st birthday and she was joining this new job, and she said that she felt like she was forced to drink and it was pressure and blah blah blah, uh, and then she talks about later about being told not to refuse drinks during this big, um, uh, not like a business trip, but also a business party. You know what I mean? The ones where you sign a deal or you finally close on a deal and everybody's celebrating. We all go fucking buck wild. Those, those parties are incredible. If you like parties, because everybody just goes fucking completely crazy and you get to see sides of people you ain't never seen before. All right. I've been to many of those and embarrassed myself at quite a few of them. I'm sure. But, like, I'm thinking about this poor young lady who says that she felt pressure uh, to drink and, and didn't want to party and all this. And, and in my head, I'm like, I get that. Okay. Are, are you feeling that now because the spotlight is on Activision in a negative way? I'm, I'm just playing devil advocate. Or, I mean, when you were 21, that was fun, though, right? You, get, you go to work and you got whiskey shots lined up for you? Like, I personally... I would have been like, yo, let's fucking drink the shit and I'll go home early if I'm drunk. You know what I mean? You, my boss got me drunk. It's not my fault I'm drunk. He got me drunk. Or she got me drunk. Let's party. Let's fucking go wild. I mean, I personally think that she's making kind of a weird call about this. But, you know, if she didn't feel safe and she felt threatened, it's important for her to, to voice that opinion. But me, boy, I would have been drunk on them fireballs. I would have been fucked up. Oh my God. I would have been like, yo, where's the bottle? Let's do another five shots, man. Let's fucking go. We ain't working today. It's my first day. It's my first day. What can you do on your first day? Thanks. Thanks, uh, boss guy. Oh, you don't, you don't want me to refuse drinks at this big party? That shouldn't be a problem, sir. Ma'am, that shouldn't be a problem. I got, I got you. I got you covered. You can count on me. Team player over here. Yep. Team player. It's about time for some listener submission. 
who've been listening, listening, writing in, writing in, listening, writing in. Hey. I like this video. It's got a vibe on it. Let's let it ride. As I search my phone. Uh. Yeah, I got, I got a, I got a, a listener submission. Somebody uh, real close was listening to the podcast, and like, I love this response, right? Because, because I want to show you all how Greasy says has that crossover appeal. This ain't a regular fucking game developer video game podcast. This shit is mad different. This shit can be listened to by people who aren't even interested in games, who just might apparently want to laugh at shit and talk about some shit. But yo, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me tell you what this person said. Boom. I know less than nothing about games, and I've been loving Greasy Says podcast. Maybe it's the parenting aspect that appeals most, but it's also just funny. Like, laugh out loud when I'm running funny. Y'all. People out here getting cardio, okay? Bettering themselves, making sure that they can run from the zombie plague, making sure that they are in a good spot to get up to the top of that hill because zombies can't climb hills very well, as we all know. They're, they're running. They're running and they're listening to the greasy. They're getting greasy on their workouts. You understand how cool that is? I would love to be just walking by somebody and they're taking their run and they just start busting out laughing and I'm like, that person's a little bit crazy. But it might have been Greasy that made him laugh. That makes me happy. So yo, if you out there and you know people who just looking to have a good time or looking to kill time on their run and laugh and they're not afraid of some, you know, language, send them over to Greasy Says. Send them your favorite episode of Greasy Says because you might just convert somebody into a greasy person i'm always saying how we need more greasy people out there so yo thanks for writing in thanks for listening to me on your runs and i i'm so happy i can make folks laugh y'all have no idea yo keep them coming i don't really have another one this week but keep keep the keep the comments coming keep the listener submissions coming i want to hear it all all right yeah Well, folks, it's that time again. We're wrapping up the show, and we always have to end on a meditative note, on a chill note, on a, on a note that's going to carry us through this day and this week and this month until the next Greasy Says episode comes. Medicate. Medicate and meditate. This week on Medicate and Meditate. Let us take the time to think of ways that we could award ourselves. There are game awards out there for pieces of software, for things that aren't real. Why not award ourselves? What would we give ourselves if there was a game developer award? The developer who exceeded the most, who exceeded expectations, in a particular avenue of their personal development. What would you give yourself an award? What would you nominate yourself for? 
What would I nominate myself for? You may have asked or may not have asked. The most 808 based sound effects ever made. I think I can nominate myself for that. The longest amount of time of attending coder meetings and not stabbing anyone. I think I'm a shoe in. What would you give yourself as an award? What have you excelled at? Biggest brain? Loudest opinion? Best Slack message? Perfect Zoom call timing? Biggest glasses? Ugliest romper? Strongest opinions about Animal Crossing? I'm sure there's a winner in all of us. Come on. Yo, greasy people, we have arrived at the end of another episode. Congratulations, you fucking listened to an mp3 for 35 minutes, look at you, you're a winner, come on. Yo, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Greasy Says. I'm still having fun, I'm still being goofy, you know what I mean? Balancing, I'll admit, balancing a fucking child and a family and a job and a podcast that you have to do with this level of production. You feel what I'm working with over here? It takes effort, but I love bringing it for the for the people out there, for the greasy people out there listening. And I hope you're enjoying season two. Reach out to me. You know what I mean? People have been camping. Maybe they haven't seen me in a little bit. They don't want to reach out on social media or whatever. But you could always reach out to me on greasy says that's on tiktok instagram facebook just hit me up with a message send me a link whatever i might talk about it on the podcast or you can reach uh you can check out my music on spotify bandcamp and soundcloud under the name mq so go support the music up my streams i appreciate each and every one of you that are subscribed and i appreciate you spreading the message spreading the grease let's get it let's get it let's go to outer space to the moon but not in like a weird financial guy way like to the moon of ourselves so we you know let's let's blast off let's blast our souls off let's is, is that not that doesn't sound right anyway i think of blasting yourself off as something completely different you know what i mean i don't want to get that suggestive at the end of an episode that seems like an early that seems like an early episode sort of thing to say Greasy people, thanks for coming out. Like, subscribe, comment, give me that feedback. Tell me that I am the greatest man that's ever lived. And until next time, it's me, Greasy. And I'm checking out with the room key. Oh, yeah, I'm checking out with the room key. I don't really know where the fuck it be. Because I checked out with the room key. Ladies! <laughs>